Kids, let me say thank you. I know you got some stuff to take care of back there, but let me say thank you. You have told us the most wonderful story that there is. Thank you so very, very much, kids. They're going to take them back. They're going to do stuff, I think, take their costumes off of them, and they're going to get some candy bags while they're back there. And I'm supposed to instruct you that when I'm done up here, and I will not be long, friends, that um, other kids who need to get candy bags after that, that's good. You can go back and get some. And then the older kids are being asked, some of those older ones, and the rest of you come out, and there's stuff under the tree. If you Traditionally, we have you distribute that. And then when we're all done, if there's any candy, bags last I've, I've been told you as adults can help yourselves as well watch out for Quentin Quiner he will take a candy bag as fast as he can find it I learned that today no I'm just teasing him <laughs> just Quentin good to have you back with us um, but folks we also of course we want to say thanks to Katie and Alyssa you know doing Sunday school right now is not easy I, I, it's hard to communicate the difficulty of what they're working with trying to come back from the virus families who are somewhat tentative whether to have their kids here or not and it is very difficult so i'm thankful for them i'm thankful for you parents who are consistent in having your kids here that really does matter it is so hard to teach kids who aren't here it's just really a difficult thing to do and it's been it's been it's just been hard to roll things back into we're up and moving again and they have done it with a smile they've done it with joy and thank you speaking of a joyful smile stovey just look at everybody there you go did you see that that is a joyful smile and um, I also want to uh, certainly say thanks to the sound people. They have a very critical job in uh, us being able to hear them. And, of course, Cutie Judy, just quietly continuing to serve, continuing to serve. She was there on the piano, and we are very, very thankful for her. Um, if you will allow me just a couple of moments, uh, as we've had a good morning here, um, this this story it has to do with the, the title was about a news flash, right? I, I, I'm not sure I have the title correct, but it had to. You saw it was based upon the news, the good news flash. That's what it was, the good news flash, and uh, that is indeed what we have here, friends. We have at the outset of our Christmas season. I don't know if you've picked up on it, those of you who've been with us for years, but Thanksgiving weekend, we're just singing regular hymns, 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 and then the closing hymn on Thanksgiving weekend, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, is always, go tell it on the mountain. We're reminding ourselves with that, that we do have a good news flash, if you will, that we have a story to tell to the nations. We have a story that people need to hear and a scripture that came to my mind if I could just share it with you briefly uh, in preparation for today it's one we don't hear often but it is uh, it is tied into uh, it is tied into the the uh, Christmas account in that it is, relates to a prophecy uh, of the coming of Christ you know the virgin shall conceive and all of that stuff. We're used to that part. But here's one. we It shows up not as often. And this is a statement. It says relative. It's in the same chapter of that of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2. It says the people in anticipation of the coming of Christ. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death upon them 
a light has shined. And wasn't that just adorable? With you know, I always get the agribusiness, and this, I, I leaned and I said, I said over, to, I said to Lee, I said, that's got to be the cutest shepherds I have ever seen. <laughs> they were just adorable. But think about that night, and think about what life in this world is like, friends. If I can be honest with you, the last two Christmases have been some of the most difficult in my life and certainly some of the most difficult as a season in ministry. We're going through difficult, difficult times as a church. And I found that I needed Christmas. I needed to put everything else aside and be reminded of this truth that the people who live in darkness have seen a great light. I needed to be reminded that there is hope that God is graciously and kindly and sovereignly and consistently working. And for the last two years, I just, I just leaned into Christmas stronger than I ever have in my life because personally, I needed it. But in a very specific way and in a very clear answer to prayer, as I carried that burden from the Christmas of 2019 through the Christmas of 2020, as I carried that weight, in early 2021, in a specific answer to prayer, God lifted that weight from me. I said to him, Lord, I can't go through another year like this because it had been such a difficult year. I said, I can't do another one. And he heard that prayer, gave me deliverance in a very specific way, which I won't bother you with, but it was real. And I know that he answered that. This year, as Christmas has come around, I found Still the same type of burden about the darkness that can be in this world. But I have found, I have felt that burden for others. There has been so much recently that I've just become aware of that people are going through. This world bears at times such great burdens. Presently, and I'm, I'm rolling this into a time of prayer Presently, I am, have received um, a, a, an email this week now that is, oh, I am so sorry. Here we are, this is what I'm looking for. Received an email this week that uh, um, we are now beginning the, the actual planning stages of the funeral for Edie. Thanks to Connie, who was in touch with Edie's daughter, I now am in contact with them directly to begin talking about funeral plans. This is the email, the text message I got this morning. It is the most brief, which is why I'm sharing it with you. It's from Travis Knutson, who is Joy's son. Good morning, Pastor Gary. Unfortunately, since my last email, things have not continued to improve. Please continue to pray. Joy remains on a ventilator. She did not want to be there. And they have tried weaning her off of it, and it has not gone well. We've gotten that report a couple of times. And so it's a very difficult season for, for joy for that family. By the way, I understand, Mike, I saw Mike earlier, your reports, your reports came back good. We praise God for that, Mike. We praise God for that. Um, and, and then there have just been people who recently have suffered such loss with a, what was it, not much more a month ago, Jeff and Peggy, your neighbors, who lost a little boy 
in a choking incident one day before his first birthday. Can you fathom the weight of grief this family was going to bear at Christmas time? Oh, my, oh, my. And um, uh, I got a call. I I'd called Gloria Osowski, Joy's sister. I was thinking I was going to see Joy yesterday. And um, she was just on her way into the funeral for a young woman that you know. I say younger. I think she might have been in her 50s. A teacher was grading papers and just died right there. Her funeral was yesterday. And uh, we had Dave and Deb. I think I see. Yeah, there you are right there. You must have been to a funeral this week when you said you were out of town. When your brother-in-law down in the south part of Minnesota, we prayed for him, their family last week, uh, thought he was recovering from the virus. And in about 24 hours after he had gone to the hospital and 24 hours after that, they couldn't get enough oxygen into him. And he's gone. And they've already had the funeral, have been to it and back. And um, just the, the weight of, of, of things that so many people are bearing. And if I were to have opportunity to speak to each of you, I'll bet there's many, many more stories that you know directly are related to your family directly. Friends, we live in a world that it just has such darkness. It has such, such, such weights of pain and grief. And, and um, it's just there. And we get, we get confronted with it day by day. And sometimes it, it uh, reveals itself more than, than other times. Um, I'm not trying to be a downer. The point is this. This story that the kids have told us is the only solution to that issue of a world that is in darkness. There is nobody else going to come on the scene. There's no, there's no scientific invention. There's no medication they're going to come up with. There's going to be no vac- vaccination that changes this. Mankind is broken and he lives in a broken world. And Jesus Christ alone offers a hope. He alone is the light that shines in darkness. That as the angels came and said to the shepherds, glad tidings of great joy for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior, somebody who can come and save us, deliver us from all of this. Oh, my friends. As we contemplate this season, and, and I don't know where you're at on the thing of maybe it's been a great year for you, and you're just celebrating wonderful things. Praise God, because He has blessed you with those things. But maybe you're in a place where, yeah, we're, we're carrying the weights. There are things which discourage us. There are things which set us, uh, you know, set us back, and it just seems like we've been hit once after another after another. I point you in either case back to who Jesus Christ is and what He wants to do in each of our lives. You know, that he had said so clearly that the evil one in this, these kingdoms of darkness and light says the evil one comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Oh, my friends, I cannot encourage you enough that you must draw into Christ to live in the light, to experience to the light, the light and to have a hope of deliverance from the darkness that is here. There is no other hope. So make sure this season you draw near to him. Can I encourage you? Yeah, please encourage you that Christmas Eve, 
we are, uh, we have, we're going to do our traditional Christmas Eve service. And by the way, if you would be willing to participate, I think we're, are we still looking for more people? I don't know where we're at. Yeah, we're still looking for more people. But this is a time, you know, the Bible says to minister to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And that's what we do. We use Christmas Eve to come together as, as God's church, God's family. We minister to each other, whether it's readings, whether it's singing, uh, whatever it is that's something creative that we want to do, we're open for that, that the entire congregation has opportunity to share something, to bless their brothers and sisters in Christ. But not only that you would, not only that you would uh, do that, but as, we, as I started out by saying, at the, beginning of the, of the beginning of this season, we sing, go tell it on the mountain. Because we have this only good story, only good news for people in darkness. What I'd like you to seriously consider, maybe you have a neighbor, maybe you have a family member, Maybe somebody that you've just heard of, who you know is alone, they're lonely, they are concerned, they are fighting some depth of grief that we don't understand. Would perhaps this be the season that you would reach out to them and say, would you like to, would you like to join us for a Christmas Eve service? It's simple. We just minister to one another with songs and, and readings. and um, We promise you the pastor will not beat you over the head and tell you that you're a terrible person. Um, but there's a message of grace and hope in that. And, and maybe, this would, maybe this would be the year. Somebody's just waiting for you to reach out to them because we really do have the only hope that they need. Do you understand? I've said it repeatedly, and there's a point to that. Well, how would God stir our thinking on that? So we hope to have you all back Christmas Eve from 5 to 6. We keep the service within that hour. And um, we're just thankful that you're here today. Parents, thank you for sharing your kids with us. Again, I know it's hard to get them here and to where they need to be, um, but thank you for entrusting them to us. We want to continue to teach them. If you give Katie and Alyssa and the other teachers the opportunity, they will teach them every Sunday morning. They will be here, and so we're thankful for that. So um, may, the Lord, may the Lord bless us. What I don't recall, do, is there one more closing song that we need to do, Judy, Judy? Okay, let's get to that closing song. And then remember, we have some distributions to do here. And uh, thank you all for being here. May God, may God bless you and your Christmas season. Thank you. <clears throat> Would you stand with us for our closing hymn? Together proclaim the holy birth.
Thank you again for being with us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the joy of fellowship in Jesus Christ for these precious kids. May your blessing continue upon them as they continue to learn from you. And Father, as we go from here, may the wonders of this Christmas season be more deeply impressed into our spirits. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Greet one another before you go. And kids, there's some stuff to do. I tried to make it clear as best I understood it. Thank you all for being here.